Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Positive energy and good vibes. I mean, that's who I am. Being positive despite what you're going through and what adversities you may face in life. You get the most in life by how you are as a person and how you treat others. No matter what the circumstances are that we're going through. Cheers and welcome. You're tuned in to Positive Talk. And on this episode, we feature somebody who needs no introduction at all. We're talking about none other than 19 Keys. Now, 19 Keys is a member of the Paradigm Shifters that goes around the world spreading their unique thoughts on the world to give people to elevate their way of thinking in a different paradigm. Now, I produce countless video and digital content from 19 Keys, whether it's from Trap Art or the Paradigm Shifters or for his own brand of 19 Keys, where he's gone through the world crowning people, giving them an elevated state of fashion and consciousness mixed in one. Now, he just came out with a product called the Goldwater, and I can't wait to ship mine ASAP so I can get back into feeling like a god and a young king. Episode 1, 19 Keys, positive talk right now. interview going man yes sir so let's get straight to it uh you walk by in public out here in la we in beautiful la and yes, people sir. sometimes recognize you they'll be like oh you 19 keys from yeah. instagram and whatnot how does that make you feel when somebody says <laughs> i know you from instagram like uh, it, it, you know it's still new because, you know, it, it's the weird thing, right, is that some people know me as Jabril, some people know me 19 Keys, some people know me through Musa Hill, some people know me through Trap Art. So it used to be when people walk up to me, I'm not sure what they're approaching me for. Uh, now I know the, the majority of it is through 19 Keys. And it's interesting because of what I talk about. So I know that they're tuned in to me for something intellectual. And I think um, that's the interesting thing because I know that our connection is knowledge. And so it, I almost have a level of admiration and respect for them because 
they're tapping into somebody who's speaking about knowledge and positive and paradigm shifting. And speaking of paradigm shifters, how did that come about? Like, how does that start? Uh, you know, the, the story is, is, is sort of a myth right now. <laughs> well, let's hear the myth. Um, just because we, we, it, it, it's almost like a, a force beyond our own comprehension guided us all together at different points in different paths and time. I was just talking with Derek Grace earlier, and he said that um, he met billionaire PA when he was stranded in Las Vegas, and, and billionaire offered to give him a ride to LA because he needed it. And me and billionaire connected through a mutual friend, I think it was Eileen, and told us that we needed to come together and connect. And at first, I remember he sent me the message, and we didn't connect at first, and then I came out to LA, and I connected with the bro, and it was all positive energy. And um, then me, him, and Derek Grace happened to be in the same city at the same time and ended up doing an event. I was supposed to moderate with Derek Grace, and so we ended up connecting with him, but we didn't know if anything was going to go, you know, from there. It was just all organic at this point. And then, you know, I, I went out and met Red Pill when I was with you in New York. Red Pill and Blue Pill at the same time. Me and Ben X, I think, um, out of everybody in the group, I've been knowing him the longest when we both was quitting our jobs to get on this journey and, you know, just sharing tips and information between each other, that's when we first met. Um, and then at some point in time, Pop Darby got entered into the race because he already knew Derek Grace and, you know, Sister Ashna and then Brother Riza Islam. He was on my radar from when I was doing Musa Hill, just seeing him already in his activism and being active protesting and bringing light to different situations and seeing him connected with celebrities and but still moving with integrity. And it was just interesting. And I remember reaching out to him, um, saying that I wanted to work with him on something. And then me, him, and Ben X ended up doing an event together that he originally wasn't marked on the calendar for. But it was, we was all gonna be in the city at the same time, so we said, we gotta throw Riz Islam on the panel. And that ended up being the first shifting event. And it was crazy because we started off with a little group chat saying that we need influencers to come together, we need to unite, we need to build these things together. We have our own individual platforms, but what we can do together will be bigger than anything we can do apart. And so we tried to actually plan events that didn't work out. We was like, can we do this day? This day, we'd throw out ideas. And it's just, our schedules would never meet. Something just would never happen. But when we did that first event in Brooklyn, put on the event, and it was organic. One person said, oh, I'm gonna come this weekend. Then the next person was like, oh, I'm gonna come. And then everybody ended up being able to converge all at a single point in time. And when we had that synergy and all that energy in the room, we knew that this was something that we had to continue and turn into a movement because for one, the people needed more than us. The people need to see that sort of group unity because yeah, like, for me, I don't care about what the individual does. I know that the solution is unity, so I only care about that. And so we change the ego to the we go. So the ego, people brag about what I do, but we can brag about what we do, where we go. That's, that's the new thing, because it's hard for men to get rid of the ego. But now we got the woman in the That's what I'm about well. to say, you got the woman too, so uh, it seems like you've just been adding people in. Yeah, that was important because we, we, we're trying to get rid of the white, not trying, but we're getting rid of the white intellectual patriarch. So his paradigm is, is man, boy, then woman. He always treat the woman last. And we said, no, in order for us to have balance within a paradigm, it can't be a matriarchal rule or patriarchal. It has to be a godriarch. It has to be man and woman ruling side by side. So having that feminine energy is necessary. 
And so uh, I'm glad that Sister Ashna was able to partake and she was able to fly out herself and, and book her own tickets in her own hotel. And she came out to be a part of the shifters. And that's really what it's about. People who invested themselves to be a part of change. If you want to be in it, you got to be in it. Yeah. Like, don't ask us how to do it. Just do it. Right, right, right. Don't ask us why we leave you. You come with us. But they still taking applications now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to shift. You want to change the world. Just start changing the world and start shifting. So changing the world and shifting. What exactly, how do you define yourself and what you do? How do you define what you do? Because a lot of people will say, social media influencer yeah. you know these are terms i don't know if you take them negatively or if you take them with admiration or how you take them but like how do you define what you do uh you know that's that's one of the chief things i like to ask people of who are you i don't ask people what they do i ask who are you and so the question for me pertains who am i you know and for me i'm a world changer and for being a world changer it looks like changing minds if i change your mind i change your world because we live in different worlds we live on the same planet but your perception makes up your world and my perception makes up mine you see things from a different lens i see things from a different lens but the greater we are aligned the greater we share the same world and so for me i believe i'm a world changer social media influencer things and all of that is just titles under you know the umbrella of who i am as a person I had somebody, when I had the store in Oakland, they told me, I was, I was bragging to them about how great things were going and, you know, just, just, just about how good stuff Feeling was happening. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. Time, right. And they say, Jabril, don't get caught up in the illusion. That's not you. They say, you know, you're bigger than that, right? I, I, I like what you're doing with the store and everything, but you're bigger than that. I, I told you that. Uh, my brother Hassan. Hassan. And, uh, and it's funny because he was one of the most active people that I knew in the Bay Area, and he ended up becoming paraplegic after jumping off of a, a, a cliff into the water. And now he's back onto his recovery journey and seeing his strength of being able to walk again. And so he went through a phase of enlightenment to where, you know, he gave me some very, very paradigm shifting information. And I, I take information to heart. Speaking on, I want to cut you off that story, but like getting that knowledge and that information from him, I wanted to ask you about influencers and mm. the influencers that you tap into. Right. Obviously, you know, the teachings of, you know, um, whether it's Minister Farrakhan or whether right, it's teachings right. that you learned, like, Absolutely. throughout your childhood and whatnot, you take that to heart, I can see that, but is there anybody now, do you also get information, whether it's through Instagram or other forums, the way people perceive you, where it's like, you say something, it affects their lives, do other people do that to you, do you change the way you think based on how people around you the talk shifters. To shift us. Those are my brothers and sisters, that's, that's the reason that we can be around each other, each one of them has something I don't have. And I literally would ask them for their opinion and their perspective on me. Right. I, when we had the last event in D.C., I asked them, you know, what are some things based on what I've been doing and what I'm doing, some things I can change or to improve? And I value their opinion because they're doing real things in real time. And each one of them has a specialty. Each one of them has a skill and a particular mastery that I humbly bow down to. Humbly bow down to. And at first, I didn't have that. And it caught me because somebody was complaining, saying that I have to do everything myself. And I was like, that used to be me. I used to complain about how I gotta do everything myself. And then I thought about like, wow, I got a team of people I'm working with now. And I didn't even realize it to that moment that I stopped complaining about that. Because now I have people that I can lean on, people that I can tap into. I need to make a phone call. I need to have somebody help address myself. And, and help me reflect upon the things that I'm doing in real time because 
you when you that strong friend, like nobody checks on you. But when you have a group of strong friends, we check on each other. And so I think that's the, the biggest thing about having a mastermind group is it allow you to have a community, have a collective and build solidarity. And like I made a video about you can't really love your people unless you know your people. And so we don't have cultural, traditional things to where we, every month we're coming together, or every week we're coming together, even family dinners are becoming a thing of the past. People are too busy. We're separated by time and space and careers and goals. And so just recreating that solidarity recreates that community. And that community is, is people working together and building together. And then if I know you, you know your grandson, you, your, your great aunt is part of this community service. They, they went to the same mosque or church or you went to the same school. People used to actually know each other and things going on in each other's lives. Us as a people don't really know each other anymore. We're like strangers trying to love each other. And so for me, it's like if we want to start getting down to the root and start creating traditions then we have to start recreating our culture and that collectiveness, and we have to have somebody that we can lean on and speak to and talk to that we're not going to come from a good place and going to give us a perspective on ourselves that allows us to evolve. So my brother Derek Grace, Ben X, Rizzi Islam, my sis Ajna, Red Pill, Blue Pill, my brother Golden Child, um, uh, 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 I'm, I'm all, I always if miss somebody. Pop name, Darby. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all the shifters, baby. Come on now. We tap But even, so anybody can make a group. Anybody can make, you right. know, some sort of, like, community for themselves where they can check on each other, you know, uplift each other, those sort right. of things. But you even said it yourself that we live in a day and age today where people are becoming less social. I wanted you to talk about social media and mm. for you personally, if you feel like that's made you less social of a person. I think it, in, in some senses that it makes you more accessible but less social. And it, it, it means that in the accessibility that you are more social, but you, a lot of times you spend time alone, but you're speaking to people around the world. And it's different between having, like if I'm talking on the phone with you and I'm actually here sharing that energy with you, that's different. We have our own magnetic fields and we send information through each other, through our energy as we're speaking to each other consciously, subconsciously and unconsciously, we're sharing information. And I believe that builds up better social skills for one and learn how to deal with different energies as you approach them in real life. And I think that our paradigm of social media makes us cowards in the sense that we don't really like confronting things anymore. We a, we a text you a problem, text you an issue. You, we a, we a video call you or Skype you or maybe not Skype anymore, but you know, uh, FaceTime. Uh, yeah, FaceTime. And, and so it kills off our ability to confront things in life, to confront people and confront energies and confront problems and create solutions. So instead of, oh, I have to go to you as a man or a person has to go to you as a woman, now it's not, I'm gonna take the easy route and just wanna text you and open out my hands. You got the information, you got the message now. I no longer have to confront how you feel about it or how you think about it. And so I believe that that spills off into the rest of our lives and how we deal with relationships. We don't become good managers of being able to deal with confrontation anymore. And I believe that being someone who can confront life is a great skill because every day you confront things. People are always telling you not don't be confrontational. Don't be negative. You know what I mean? You can be positive and confront things all the time. You can confront your fears. You can confront positive You can confront negative. You can confront your job. You can confront your goals. No, be a great person who knows how to deal with confrontation because every aspect of your life, that's going to come up. But when we don't have these skills, because our parents used to have to actually 
My pops had to go knock on the door. We used to have to knock on the door. If you wanted to get a girl's number, you had to go knock on the door. You know what I mean? Like, hey, so-and-so, I live down the street. I, I see just you. swipe. Yeah. Now, tech, <laughs> it's, it's easy, right? So it creates this crowd mind and this hive mind. And what that is is you give up your individual archetype to be a part of the numbers because you feel safer in the numbers. So my normal uh, uh, range of thinking would change when I'm in a group, you know? And that can be dangerous because oftentimes the group can be um, less intelligent and have less foresight for the future. And so when I think about that, I think about how it's not a, your environment is not just the people that you're in your close vicinity, it's the people you share a mind space with. And so if you're following people on social media that are negative, you're following people that have failed opinions or false facts and things of that nature, those become part of your opinion. That starts to build your perception. Those become your five friends that you hang around that you become. And so that can become dangerous because when you start to build your opinion and your perception towards life, whether you know it or not, you're taking on the totality of strangers' opinions and things that you don't even know are correct or true. And so you can become a bullshitter. And like I said, my philosophy of bullshit is somebody who says something or do something with no regard to whether it's true or false. Oh, we definitely know some of those people. Yeah. So if you don't know what you're saying or doing is true, then you just bullshit. And social media can make you like that. And that bullshit is just a false reality. It's an illusion. And so us having greater social skills allow us to be able to confront things and even communication, being able to talk things out, being able to confront emotions, being able to confront thoughts. And saying that, okay, look, we had this issue, now let's talk it out. That's more of a man-to-man thing. But you personally, though, that's kind of like anybody can take from what you just said there about social media and how we use it. But you personally, you use social media different than the yeah. average person does. It's, yeah. it's a part of your livelihood. No, it's facts. a part of your platform. It's, you know, you're giving out your energy to, you know, say, whether you're going on live or whether you're putting out content, you're right. constantly feeding people knowledge, right. feeding people information. That's how you're moving. Right. So now that you're doing that, does that take a little bit out of you, is what I'm saying, like yeah. personally for you? Do you feel like, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. I, I, I have to find balance all the time. And I think it makes me a little more introverted sometimes in my daily life. Uh, I don't always want to take calls. I don't always want to respond to texts because if I just spent time and energy pouring, and I do consultations now. So if I, if I just spent an hour dealing with someone else's problem, and then when it comes time for my own energy, to deal with myself, my state of being, that I have less energy left in the day. I look at the day you start off with a full battery of 100%. And how you focus your energy throughout the day is gonna determine your state of happiness at the end of the day. You know, so if I'm dealing with social media, I'm giving 30% of my time. They just came out with the iOS 12 update where it shows you your activity the amount of time that you spend on each app, whether it's through social media, whether it's through creativity or banking, whatever it is. And I think that's a good tool because it allows people to be more accountable for how they're managing their activities. For me, I think you can find yourself becoming very depressed if you're always giving your energy out to others and not getting any reciprocation. And when I talk about support, that's the reason I do it is because I wanna be able to continue to do this, but I can only do this if it's reciprocated, meaning that I'm not just withdrawing, I'm getting deposits as well. So if nobody's depositing in me and I'm withdrawing, I'm going to be, end up having a negative account. And then that's when I become negative. I start looking at things the wrong way and I have to check myself like, 
why am I looking at life negatively? Right. Like, I, I'm, things are great, but I don't have any energy to think positive no more. Because you gave it all out. Right. And then enlightenment is called enlightenment. So you have light in your mind. And light is energy, so you need energy in your mind to be balanced. So for me, I have to withdraw and meditate for a second. Sometimes I got to take walks without my phone, you know, to get away from that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think if you had 10 days without your phone, without technology, with nothing, just in the woods, 10 days, do you feel like an experience like that would change you? Yeah, I would love it to be honest. I need it right now, to be honest. It's only because I have to keep the command station rolling that I continuously keep pressing the buttons because I feel like things are going to fall apart. I don't feel like things are going to fall apart. I just feel like, you know, there. when you have the wheel rolling, you just got to keep stop. it rolling. Right. That's what business is. It's business. It's the activity of life. But doing something like what you did is a dream for me right now. Being able to just leave and recharge, and then your mind is going to think a different way. Away from man's machinations and construction and structures, you actually think your more creative sense. You actually tap into that God within. Everything in our environment right now is unnatural. This structure, these walls, the phones, these cameras, these lights, all of it is artificial. None of it is feeding your natural self. So you'll, you'll, you have to spend an enormous amount of energy to contain your, your natural order of self. So you don't have balance. You're constantly trying to find it. This light, this halogen light, is not feeding me actual um, light that I need to actually live. The sun does that. But now my brain is confused. It's trying to take in this light, which is not good for my eye when it sends that information back to my brain and it's not actually stimulating me. So it's a liability in a sense and it's a false digestion. And so my body is spending more energy than it's actually getting from it. So when you go into nature, your mind changes. It allows different neural connections to happen. Just looking at the colors of nature is good for your eyes. That whole hue is good for enlightenment. So that whole recharging system is detrimental. And I think us as black people, because we often we, we laugh at white people for being in the woods. I think that's what we need the most, is that recharge and getting to nature. Mental illness don't exist in the nature. That's not something that's natural. That's a man's construct, this mental illness thing that we have so much, but we're always around city, 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 city. And then our mind has no time to break ever. So we do things like yoga and we do meditation and we pray and that's what religion is trying to give us balance so we can live some type of natural order. Or sometimes people drink or they do right, drugs drink, and they do this escape. escape. Yeah. But those are all liabilities that when you're done doing that, the residual effect is even worse. Going into nature, when you do that every day, your mind is going to think much better. You're going to be balanced. You're going to be less connected to the necessity of things to where they become your drugs. These phones are crack. I walk past a crackhead. Uh, I, I, what's a better term for crackhead? Somebody, not, not somebody who uh, was needing. Yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. I just, okay, crackhead. Uh, I walked past somebody doing drugs the other day, and she was holding on to that crack pipe. And I was holding on to my phone. And I said, I can't judge her because I got my drug too. And she lives her life figuring out what's the next way to get my fix so I can get high again. And we do the same thing with these phones. What's the next way I can get my likes, my content? Or to escape from myself. Right. Or to, you know, it's all the same. Now, like you say, I don't, I don't use mine for that purpose of just, you know, drug user. It's to actually help people and engage with people because I know for a fact that not everybody has a key in their life. 
Not everybody has somebody positive. Not everybody has someone that they can go to as an influence when they need advice or they need to get their mind and understand the world. They get to tap into keys. They get to tap into one of the shifters or their favorite influencer now. And if nobody's doing that, then they just don't have anybody in their life and it seems dark and they go into that depression and they go into that escapism and they find whatever route they can. So just to heart back on your last point, you asked who influenced me. I believe people should have seven streams of consciousness. Something that you go for your mental health, something that you go for your business, something that you're going for relationships, you know, just different ways to stream what you Physical, need and right. finding different people or resources, whatever that is. Same way you have different streams of income so that if one falls off, you still got something coming in. Diversification. Yes. Do the same thing for your life. Seven streams of consciousness. And speaking of the income, the budget side, real quick, I wanted you to tap in on, uh, if you can say some words about making money off of social media. Yeah. Just basically, like, how do, how do you do that? And then I also wanted to go back to the point I was saying earlier. You're investing a lot of your time, a lot right. of your energy, a lot of your effort right. in the people on a platform like Instagram where you're not really getting paid from that content. Right. And people are getting that contact. They're, they, you know, the views are going up. It's all great. It's building your brand. It's a wonderful thing. But at the same time, there's an aspect of you're putting this information and this energy out there. Facts. How do you get any back? So for you, how does that work? And just for social media in general, like... How is um, that? Are you still struggling with that? Or how does that? No, I, I, I've gotten a lot better with that because, um, you know, I believe that when you provide value, people will reciprocate. And, you know, it's to give, 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 give. And then people will give back. But just keep giving to the people and they'll give back. Now, to put it in a more tangible sense to where people can apply it, you know, we've done things like the Cash App. Uh, where we put the cash app next to our greatest content. And if it, we're going to get the content away for free, but we're just saying that, you know, if you have the means to reciprocate so we can make more content to help more people or to help you, then reciprocate the energy. Also, you know, uh, promotions, all influencers do promotions. I do mostly only black businesses myself or businesses that I believe in. Real quick, I'm going to cut you off because talking about putting the cash app on, I want you to say a few more words about that because it's not just putting on a cash app. No. You know, it's not just, okay, it's at the end of the video, I'm going to put this as like no. a little watermark logo. No, it's about actually changing the minds of people to get yeah, to the, the value of where knowledge. the value of knowledge. That's, that's something I told you that it's going to be my focus for the rest of the year because I believe knowledge is money. Money is, is something that we use to exchange for something that we want. Knowledge is money, knowledge is power, so, knowledge is... If, if somebody does a consultation with me for an hour, or somebody goes to school and they're paying to get that education, or people go into debt for that education, which one is more valuable, the money or that dollar? And we often think about money as being the U.S. currency, being the dollar bill. That's a false way to think about money. It's currency. Yes, exchange. it's currency, period. Everything that you have in exchange for something else because the barter system is still dealing with money. We're just bartering in different sort of ways for exchange of services and things of that nature. So if I give you this knowledge and I want you to look at knowledge as the most valuable thing on the planet Earth because it is. Because with the correct amount of knowledge that you apply, you can do anything you want to. And so for me, it's about looking at the way you budget your life right now. You have stuff that you do for transportation, stuff you do for entertainment, stuff that you do for uh, uh, food, stuff you do for housing. So what about your mind, Bill? The average person has all of these problems that they deal with daily, all these questions, but they're not spending any money to exchange to solve those problems. Or us as a black people with $1.5 trillion income, but what are we spending to buy the world that we want? Like, what are we spending to buy our future? How are we investing that?
But imagine this. Imagine if you called me up and for an hour you was like, bro, I need a business consultation and I can take my business to the next level. But we're friends. And I, I just do it anyway. We're just having a regular conversation and I'm just giving you insight, information, game on how you can take it to the next level. And after the conversation, without me asking, you just cash at me $20 or something. Not because you have to, but because you value knowledge and you value time and you understand that if I'm going to, after this conversation, go spend some money at the movies or go to the bar or go to a restaurant or go buy some shoes or clothes, then why wouldn't I spend money on the knowledge that I just got? Those are material exchanges that's more so liabilities. This is an asset that's gonna allow me to continuously grow that adds value onto me. So I want people to look at knowledge as the most valuable thing. There's billionaires who still go to seminars. Millionaires who still go to seminars to be around more knowledge, more adding of value. They still have consultations, they still have psychologists, they still have therapists, they still have people that they consult with daily because you need more knowledge, you need more information to steadily grow. Every level in life there's a graduation. So if you want to graduate, you have to get knowledge to go to a new degree. So for me, I'm very passionate about people not only paying for knowledge, but spending time and energy, because you can go get it your own if you want to. You can go spend your 100 hours to go do that, or you can deal with somebody who spent that 100 hours already. They're going to condense it in one hour to where you don't have to go through that. You can use their experience condensed down in this one hour, and they can give you everything that you need. So wouldn't you consider that to be valuable? I mean, time is money. Same yeah, thing, time. Same we consider money. diamonds to be valuable, but they literally have no real value. Literally, they don't have any value. We wear them, they look good, and a person to pay $10,000, $20,000, But they don't have no real value. But a book is capped off at $20. Right. $20. My brother sells a book for, brother billionaire sells a book for $963.36. And I thought about this. I said, wait a minute. If I spend my whole life or two years or a year or a month and I, and, I, and I sell these for $119 and some up to $500. And I say, wait a minute, if I can sell a crown that's aesthetic for the mind, and it has meaning, it has value, but if I write a book for a year or two years and I condense all the information, all my experience, all my knowledge, I look at it as this took me my whole life to write. Because everything that I'm putting in is from... All the time yes. I put in, invested in, hours of studying, experiences, et cetera, bam. So, why should I give it for $19 when you just pay for food for $40 that you just go shit out? Or pay for a jacket that... A jacket. You know. Or a shot at the bar. So you can increase your chances of having sex with the lady that's next to you. But that's the thing, though, because that's the paradigm of shit. Right. Like, the book should help you increase your chances of having sex with the lady next to you. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, when, if when, knowledge when is sexy. more sapiosexuals. Right. If knowledge is sexy, knowledge is power, knowledge is all those things. And that's, what, that's the shift that people have to make in order for right. that level of support to happen. Right. And not only about just increasing your chance of having sex, but increasing your chance of having a relationship that you're going to build Absolutely. a future. Yeah, of course. That's because I know that we are consumers and sex sells, so we're programmed everything through our left brain. Our left brain is more so our ego. That's what they feed into. And that's why every one of these marketing schemes send directly to your left brain. That's a different decision. That's, that's more so what do you do instead of who you are. Your right brain would be who you are. Your left brain would be what you do. So we ask people a lot of times, what do you do? So we can judge them. We can, and then if a woman asks in it, uh, uh, you're trying to figure out if this is somebody that I'm, I possibly want to mate with. This is somebody I possibly want to have sex with. We, we're figuring out, are we buying clothes so it increases our chances? This is all sex driven. And so when something is of the higher mind, the divine order, then it's more so about building out the future. Lust is very present, you know, but 
you know, love is more so in the future. Lust is, you know, I'm just going to say something quick and witty so that we can have right a quick now, exchange. Short term. Love is more careful. I want to invest my time so we can actually build a future out. Absolutely. And before we wrap up, man, one word I would say to describe you, one attribute that you have, um, which is why I want to do the interview with you, is faithfulness. Yes, sir. The reason why I say faithfulness is because I've known you before kind of your ascension through social media and, and you know, getting to the point where you are now, you're still growing. It's still going to get to mm -hmm. higher levels, and I see that and I respect that. And it's dope to me because, you know, when we link up, it's, right. you know, I'm not going to say nothing's changed, but the energy still right. remains the same, right. right? And so the reason why I say faithfulness is even back then before you had, you know, these thousands of followers, you know, who were influenced by your words, you always saw yourself being where you are now and where you will be in the future. Right. And so I think that's dope. And I think that people need to take that in and, and know that you have to be faithful. And kind of like people say, you know, you got to see it to believe it. You got to believe it to see it. Right. You know, you got to flip that around, believe it to see it. When I, before we end up this interview, I want you to think about real quick one word that describes an attribute or your story so far in your ascension and your journey right now. One word and why you choose that word. Um, for me, it would have to be enlightenment. And at every point in my life, whether I was locked up, whether I was in jail, um, whether, you know, I was working a job or whether I was quitting a job or whether I was starting a business or going on a new journey, I always needed energy in the mind to do that. I always needed to be able to vision, uh, have a vision, have my mind pregnant, go into labor and do the work. And I say enlightenment because there's a difference between being conscious and enlightened. Conscious is being aware of what to do. Enlightenment is doing what you need to do. So it's more so about, you know that the food not good for you, you aware of it, but your refrigerator stays the same. Enlightenment is saying, I'm gonna throw all of that out and change the way I do things. But it takes energy to make those sort of decisions. So for me, I believe it's all about having enlightenment. I don't care about how woke you are. I don't care about none of that. But if you're an enlightened person, it changes the operation of how you think. It changes your pattern of think. And then it doesn't allow you to settle for a destination. You just go upon a journey in life and you just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. So each time you see me, I'm going to be somewhere different because I'm an enlightened person. So I won't fit inside the construct of a box. So for me, it's about enlightenment. Enlightenment. 19 keys, be a It's positive energy and good vibes, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Once again, big thank you to 19 Keys for being involved with Positive Talk, the first episode, but I guarantee it's not going to be the last time we hear from him on the podcast. If you want to follow up on 19 Keys to see what he's been up to, what he's been doing, make sure you tap in with him and follow his podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those different platforms. Make sure you find him, 19 Keys, once again, is the name of the podcast. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Thank you for watching or listening to this podcast. It would help me out tremendously if you can give a like, a review, a comment, share it with somebody, anything like that does a tremendous help towards the podcast and the channel and the brand. So once again, thank you so much. Expect more content weekly, and I hope to see you in the next episode. It's positive energy and good vibes. Cheers.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.